you are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Stephen Pianovich. It's Thursday, August 27th, 2018. That means we are two days away from Penn State, Ohio State's whiteout under the lights at Beaver Stadium, Saturday night, 7.30 on ABC. It's on ESPN. College game day will be in town. Ohio State, a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Ohio State, fourth in the country. Ohio State, Penn State is ninth in the country. Another huge Penn State-Ohio State game. That could determine the Big Ten title and could determine a college football playoff participant's and it's not even October yet. It's a huge game. We're going to keep talking about it on today's show. We will be joined pretty much right off the bat here by Greg Pickle from Penn Live. Greg will help us get the mood of the team in Happy Valley, kind of give us some keys to what he thinks Penn State needs to do in order to upset the Buckeyes at home. Uh, we're also going to play a little either or later in the show, give you two, two options. You have to pick one from them. We will also tweet those out later. So make sure you follow us on Twitter. It's at LockedOnNittany. You can also email the show if you'd like to get in touch with us. It is LockedOnNittanyLions at gmail.com. Really appreciate all your feedback. So if you have any questions, comments, recommendations, critiques, compliments, all that stuff, please send it our way. It is greatly appreciated, uh, whatever, whatever it is you have to offer to us. So... We will talk to Greg in just a second up here. We'll also have our top five countdown for this week in the last segment of today's show, so make sure you stick around for that. It is the top five plays between Ohio State and Penn State from the last two years because each of those games has been classic college football. We're hoping for another classic on Saturday night. Real quickly, before we talk to Greg, there was a little piece of Penn State news I want to get out there on Thursday. Wednesday, it is that Rashid Walker, a freshman offensive lineman, was charged with a misdemeanor for stealing another student's bike on campus. This happened a couple weeks ago. He took a mountain bike and uh, because he did not want to walk back to his dorm room. And he got in trouble for it. There, This is happening. We're recording this on Wednesday evening. Penn State has not issued any statement about any sort of discipline or anything for Rashid Walker. But yes, the he's a freshman in the 2018 class, offensive tackle, and his last name is Walker, and he didn't want to walk. Mm. Well, Penn State's also without Mark Allen. I, I did I, I forgot to mention that on yesterday's show. Mark Allen, senior running back, his college football career appears to be over, or at least his season is over. He suffered a season-ending injury. James Franklin made a note of that on Tuesday. So there are a couple pieces of Penn State news in case you have missed those this week. But we're going to keep talking about Penn State, Ohio State with Greg Pickle coming right up. All right, we're happy to be joined now by Greg Pickle of Penn Live. Greg's getting ready for another Penn State Ohio State tilt in Happy Valley. Greg, how are you feeling, and uh, what's the what's the vibe around this team leading up to this big game? 
Yeah, it's good to be back with you. I think that at this point, everyone's just ready for game day. You know, we're obviously at a point of the week where game plan is really starting to get installed and you're starting to get towards the back half of the week where the things that need to be fine-tuned are, are fine-tuned and you're focused solely on Ohio State and how to exploit their weaknesses and maybe, you know, take advantage of what your strengths are and also mitigate your weaknesses and find ways to ensure that, you know, whatever you're not doing too well, that they can't take advantage of it too much. So, yeah, I think it's a good time to sort of just sit back and read what's obviously going to be a very good football game. This would agree on uh, on Saturday between Penn State and Ohio State in prime time. You know, it, it has all the makings of a classic. Will it be? I think that depends on Penn State's defense more than anything else. But time will tell. Ohio State also had its linebackers go over when it came to uh, tackles against Tulane. So, Buckeyes don't seem to be all that ready to stop a whole lot either, which probably means that both defenses will be terrific and we'll have a like 20 to 17 game. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that seems to be the way it works out sometimes. But you kind of alluded to it there too. And, and I've been kind of going back and forth on this myself this week. What do you think is the factor? Because Penn State does have a, a good handful of things that are going its way heading into this game. What do you think the one factor is the most important for Penn State uh, in order to get the win on Saturday? Yeah, you know, I think it's probably the play of its pass rush. You know, if the pass rush is doing its job and things are stopping at the line of scrimmage in the run game and Dwayne Haskins is forced to be a little bit mobile and move around or, or face a sack, I mean, I think that those are the kind of things that we've seen Penn State do in the past, especially in the win in 2016. Mm-hmm. It really got after JT Barrett, especially after halftime once Garrett Sickle served his suspension and was able to really create a lot of havoc in the backfield. You know, that changed that football game. And I think for this Penn State team, we've seen when Sharif Miller and Eter Gross Matos and Shaka Tony and Kevin Givens and Robert Windsor, when those guys are living in the backfield, opponents don't have much of a chance. But when they're not, when they're not winning at the point of attack, when they're getting moved out of the way on running plays and they're getting to the linebackers and into the second level, it's not good. So the key to me is the front four. If that it takes a little bit of pressure off the linebackers. It doesn't mean you have to bring your uh, your safety down into the box and have that become a problem in the passing game. So if that group shines, you know, I think Penn State has every right to think it can be in this game. If not, it's going to be even a stiffer challenge than it already is. Then I think the second one on my list, Steve, would just be the kicking game. You know, we've seen mm-hmm. Raphael Cheka and Jake Pinnaker both have good moments but we've also seen them have some problems as well. Pinnaker's, I think, are excusable. I think he's been put into, you know, for a guy that was, uh, you know, James Franklin said they wanted to put him in advantageous situations. They surely haven't for the most part through the first three weeks. And then, uh, you know, Raphael Checa, there's times he looks like, you know, he's the man, and there's times when he kicks it out of bounds. So he has to eliminate the penalties for sure this weekend. Yeah, well, uh, Checa at least has had, had plenty of opportunities. Pinnaker probably not quite as many field goals attempts as, as you would like to have your freshman kicker have going into a game like this, but he does have a big leg and he might have to use it on, on Saturday. Do you think there, there's a couple other things, a couple other, the, the skill position guys who have been really good, like Miles Sanders, like KJ Hamler. Do you have any reason to believe that they won't be ready for this big primetime game, their first, their first night game, whiteout game where they're going to be in big roles, but, or do you expect them to be just fine? Yeah, I do. I do expect him to be just fine. I think with Miles Sanders, he's just such a cool demeanor about him. Not much rattles him, not much bothers him. You think that, uh, you know, any? I don't know if there's any stage that would be too big for that kid. He just kind of goes out and does his job. So 
No, I don't foresee any issues for him. And then K.J. Hamler, uh, you know, he's the same kind of way. He's a little bit more uh, – he's not as reserved as Miles Sanders. There's no question about that. But he certainly uh, is able to, you know, take whatever stage he's on and make it his own. I think we saw that in high school. And then now, of course, during his time at Penn State. So, yeah, I expect those guys to be fine. I would more worry about, you know, some of the younger guys, maybe Michael Mennett at center. He's been good as far as I'm concerned so far. But this will be the most mm-hmm. interesting – uh, task that he faces to date. Now, you can say, of course, that it's a home game and that the crowd will be on their side when they're on offense and all that kind of stuff. But certainly, uh, you know, it's the biggest game of his career to date. And then the same goes for, you know, you flip the other side of the ball for uh, right. Micah Parsons, for some of the guys in the secondary, especially and assumingly that Donovan Johnson doesn't play a corner. You're going to get an inexperienced guy in there. It's how those nerves are handled at those key positions that I think will make a make or break this one for Penn State, and also for Ohio State, which has some young guys playing as well. But, no, I would be surprised if the environment and the atmosphere in the stage hinder Sanders and Warhammer at all. Yeah, I'm with you there. And I think uh, it could work in Penn State's favor. I mean, you do have Dwayne Haskins, for as great he has looked as he's looked in the first couple weeks, has not played in a really hostile environment. And even uh, an Ohio State offensive lineman, Michael Jordan, said earlier in the week that he was – really nervous playing against TCU a few weeks ago, which is a, a funny thing to hear someone admit. Uh, I guess he was just being honest, which is refreshing, but it was Rare. something that maybe could work in, right. <laughs> it might work in Penn State's favor on Saturday. Yeah, um, I mean, I think we've seen too, I'll just, just jump in on that point. I think you're 100% right. And we've seen Ohio State teams in the past come to Beaver Stadium and look to be, you know, the surefire winner. And they don't always play up to task. So that'll be an interesting thing to follow as well. Yeah, yeah. One guy who shouldn't be nervous or is ready for the moment is Trace McSorley. I, I asked this yesterday's show, uh, and I'm just kind of trying to get some feedback from people. Do you think this is the biggest game of Trace McSorley's career? Well, I mean, it's hard to really think of one that would top it. I mean, obviously, in hindsight, everything's 2020, and you can go back and look at some games and say, you know, that was his moment, or you know, that was his time to shine. But yeah, I mean. This is probably the one. You know, Penn State's never really been in the uh, the national title conversation this early in the year. Obviously, in 2016, mm-hmm. they had the 0-2 start that took them out of it. But it's been a long time since Penn State was undefeated in conference play and really seen as a program that, with one win before the month of October even starts, could very well set itself up for a shot at the first four college football playoff spots when those rankings come out at the end of October. So, yeah, this is rare territory for Penn State under James Franklin and, of course, under Trace McSorley. And, I mean, I think that, you know, the other thing is that you, it's weird to see him see September, uh, Ohio State on the calendar this early. You know, usually it's in October, and Penn State has some uh, some opportunities to beat up on teams and know for a fact that, you know, the game is coming at the end of the month. It just has to get to the middle of the end of October, and then it's going to, you know, see where its season fits now. They have a chance to really propel off this game and then play Michigan State and play Indiana. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's in the past, Penn State's always, you know, been in, in the last two years, you could say this game, they were in position to, you know, make a college football playoff statement. Now, you know, they're obviously number nine in the country. And with mm-hmm. a win, they could well shoot up to the top four, which is not something they, you know, could say in the past necessarily. I mean, I know that. Last year's game, had they won that, it would have been the same, but it was also a little bit later in the year. So 
This is a mm-hmm. rare spot for Penn State, and because of that, it's a rare spot for Trace McSorley. So, yeah, to me, it's a chance to make a Heisman uh, moment. It's a chance to put Penn State in college football playoff, really good college football playoff shape. Then, obviously, end September unbeaten with a chance to go into the bye week on about as high of a high as a football team can get. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing about Trace McSorley is that he, in every pretty much every other big game, even games he's lost, he's put up huge numbers. You look at the Big Ten title game, you look at the Rose Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl. Last, even last year against Ohio State, he had, he had a solid game. The numbers weren't quite there, but he's he's answered the bell pretty much every time he's been in a big spotlight like this. Yeah, I mean, he's just a guy that, you know, he's unflappable in just about every sense of the word, and it doesn't matter if you hit him five times, 500 times, or not at all. He's going to be the same player. That's what's made him so special, one of the many things that have made him so special. And, you know, you get into the conversation of Penn State's, uh, you know, best all-time quarterbacks, and he's certainly in the conversation. No doubt about it there. Uh, and I know the whiteout game this week, there's going to be a huge list of, uh, of recruits that are going to be visiting that are going to be on the sideline at Beaver Stadium. I know there was a one recent addition that, that is might stand out more than the others. What can you tell us about some potential future Penn Staters who are going to be on hand this weekend? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, the Indianapolis Star reports that a four-star receiver out of that neck of the woods, David Bell, is going to make an official visit to Penn State. It's a great chance for the Lions to get out in front of some of the competitors they'll face, like Ohio State, like, yeah, believe it or not, Purdue, and even Indiana that'll fight really hard to keep him closer to home. So they have a tremendous shot to get out in front of that recruitment that won't end until January. Uh, ESPN says five-star 2019 and Zach Harrison, one of the best players in the country, believes he will be visiting for the game. So keep an eye out for whether or not he actually makes it. But if he does, it's another chance for Penn State to give him a list of reasons why he should leave Ohio. He's from uh, very, he's from a town very close to Columbus, and most just assume that you know he will be a Buckeye because of that. But he's given some indications that he's willing to, you know, that he's willing to leave the the, the Buckeye State and maybe play somewhere else. So Penn State can give him mm-hmm. another long list of uh, opportunities and reasons why he should come play for it. And then the two 2020 stars, Brian Bressy, the end for Maryland, and Southern Columbia five-star receiver Julian Fleming, both will be there. I mean, there's four. There's a lot more that are expected to come. New York defensive end Adisa Isaac is another guy that will be on hand, and he's a stud. But you're talking about Penn State really having the cream of the crop on campus this weekend, which is what you expect for a whiteout weekend on the recruiting front, and it certainly is not going to be a disappointment. A good group on hand. Do they land a commitment this weekend? I don't know. I'm going to go with yes, just for the sake of uh, mm-hmm. of knowing how James Franklin likes to make explanation points on big weekends like this. So we'll see. Time will tell. But it should be a good weekend in the recruiting world, even if it's not necessarily a Penn State victory on the field. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a lot of a lot of big recruits on hand, and they have so many marquee home games in the next six weeks, seven weeks here. So I mean, they'll have a lot of chances to to impress in front of some recruits this uh in 2018 all right we are with greg pickle of pen live we have to step away really quickly but when we come back we're going to play a little either or stay with us here on locked on nittany lions locked on nittany lions is brought to you by fanduel football season is back that means fantasy football season is back and there are more ways to win than ever before with fanduel in 2018 It's not just traditional fantasy football with FanDuel. They have all sorts of games, including a weekly survivor pool. They have a gridiron pick'em game where users can choose teams for all the Sunday games and $10,000 will be split amongst the top pickers each week. 
They also have a new guru tool, which makes building smarter lineups simple for fans of all skill levels. FanDuel offers you ways to play against your friends, and they also have a new beat the score contest, which instead of having to come in first place amongst a whole sea of competitors, you just have to be a preset score. So there are tons of ways to win this year with FanDuel, and to make it even better, Locked On Nittany Lions listeners will get $20 when they first sign up with FanDuel if they visit fanduel.com slash locked on. So go to fanduel.com slash locked on and you get $20 to use on any of FanDuel's new games in 2018. FanDuel has more ways to win than ever before. Don't miss out. All right, welcome back to Locked On Nittany Lions. We are still joined by Greg Pickle of Penn Live. Greg, we have a few either or questions here quickly before we let you go. Uh, I'm going to start with a college game day theme question, and it's this isn't about who wins on Saturday night. It is about who Lee Corso picks at noon or maybe 11:59 on Saturday morning. Uh, is he going to pick either Penn State or Ohio State? What do you think? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, Corso loves to play to the home crowd. He loves to get the the locals fired up. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he picked Penn State over Michigan the last time college game they came to campus Mm -hmm. a year ago. I don't think that'll be the case this time around. I can see Corso being infatuated, and with good reason, about Ohio State's weapon on offense and Penn State's struggles on defense, especially at the linebacker position. And for those reasons, I think it's enough for him uh, and many others to pick up the Buckeyes this weekend. So I will pick a Brutus the Buckeye hat for him, as opposed to uh, as opposed to uh, you know anybody else. Yeah, yeah. We actually there are some odds. I talked about this on yesterday's show. There's there are odds uh, on five times, and Penn State's the overwhelming favorite for him to to pick them, which surprised me. Yeah, uh, no, that surprises me to hear that as well. Yeah. Very, that's very interesting. Yeah, so I guess they're expecting him to play up to the home crowd. All right, um, so the winner of this game on Saturday, whoever it is, will that the winner of the game score more than 45 points, yes or no? Oh, that's a great question. I'm going to go with no because okay. I picked it Ohio State 38, Penn State 28. So for that reason, to stay, uh, you know, to stay with my pick, I'm going to go with no. However, the one thing I will say is that I have been wrong before, and also that I'm picking, making that pick solely because of the fact that everybody likes the under. Or I'm sorry, everybody likes the over, so I'm yeah. going with the under. But I have no real good uh, reason other than that. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah, the over the over has crept up to about seventy uh, at least of as of Wednesday. Seventy two. Oh yeah. boy, that is that's the most that's the biggest over in Penn State history, which is. Shocking, but um, all right. Last one here for you, Greg. the The winner of the Big Ten is either the winner of Saturday night's game or someone else. Who do you got? Oh, absolutely. I think it's this this Saturday night's game. I mean, mm-hmm. could Michigan end up doing it? Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out, I guess, but I don't think it's likely. And who else would you be, would want to pick at this point in time? No, I think right. the winner of this. Uh, I picked Ohio State to win the Big Ten before the season began, and there's no reason for me to, to veer off of that. With of course me picking Ohio State. However, if Penn State wins this game, I think it wins the Big Ten too. So yeah, I don't I don't foresee one of these teams slipping up again throughout the season. Yeah, yeah, a lot of stake. Weird that we're talking about a Big Ten championship being on the line in September, but that might be that might be the way it goes in 2018. Greg Pickle from Penn Live. You can find him on Twitter at Greg Pickle. 
thank you so much for joining us here and uh, enjoy Saturday night's game. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks so much, man. Take care. If you're looking for Penn State, Ohio State tickets this week, or just looking for tickets to any game or show, I highly recommend checking out Vivid Seats. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. And there's even a special offer for Locked On listeners. If you use the promo code Locked On as a new user with Vivid Seats, you will receive $20 off your first order of $200 or more. So go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to save $20 off your first purchase of $200 or more. Every purchase with Vivid Seats is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, welcome back to Locked On Nittany Lions. It's time for our final segment on today's show. It is our weekly top five. And this week I'm counting down the top five plays from the last two Penn State-Ohio State games. Now, sorry, Penn State fans, this won't specifically be Penn State highlights, though there are more Penn State plays than Ohio State plays on this list. But it's just the top five plays from these last two games because I think... They have both been such good college football games. They are, they've been terrific. I mean, you have kind of the best of college football in both of them. You get one year, you get a great crowd, primetime game, an upset on a blocked field goal. The next year, you get two heavy hitters going back and forth and piling up points and just looking at you have superstars making huge plays. It was, it was the best of college football in these last two years. Some of the best games across the nation have been between these two teams. So here are the top five plays from those games. We start at number five. It's Jason Cabinda's sack to basically end the 2016 game. Now, even after that field goal, Penn State still needed to stop to, to stop Ohio State. Their pass rush was terrific in that second half, and Cabinda comes in to third and 10. Ohio State's deep in its own territory. Kaminda comes in with that neck roll. Gotta love that Jason Kaminda neck roll. Sacks JT Barrett, makes it fourth and 23. JT Barrett got sacked again on the next play, but that play essentially sealed the game for Penn State. And Kaminda had his famous thumbs up after that. It was, it was an awesome moment for him and another moment of euphoria for Beaver Stadium. Uh, number four on this list, it's an Ohio State play. It's JT Barrett going to Johnny Dixon for a 38-yard touchdown last year. This one made it an eight-point game. At that time, it was uh, 35-27. This came with about 11 minutes in the fourth quarter, but it was it was less than a minute after Penn State had a punt blocked with about 11 minutes left. Uh, Ohio State got the ball back and needed two plays to go about 50 yards or 45 yards to score. And it was that point where if you were a Penn State fan, the offense was stalling a lot in the second half. I think it was it went backward on the drive before it punted. Got a punt blocked. Ohio State scored so easily. 
and it's a one possession game and you're looking at the clock and you're thinking, oh boy, there's a lot of time left. Of course there was, but that was really the play that, that I felt even more so than that punt block turned the tide of that game. Number three on the top five plays of the last two Penn State Ohio State games, Saquon Barkley's touchdown return to start the 2017 contest in Columbus. Okay, yes, we know the result of this game, and we know that Saquon Barkley did not have his best game. But in this spotlight, at the time, still probably the Heisman front runner when this game started, gets the first time he touches the ball, first time any player on the field touches the ball, takes it the length of the field for a touchdown. It was miraculous. It was one of the best plays Saquon Barkley ever made in a Penn State uniform. And it was just a reminder of how dangerous and how good and how special he was. So, uh, yeah, it didn't work out that great for him. But, man, what a, what a return. What a moment for him there. Number two on this list. It's another Ohio State play from last year. It's the Ohio State game-winning touchdown from JT Barrett to tight end Marcus Baugh. It's a terrific throw from Barrett, just a backbreaker if you were a Penn State fan. There were still a couple minutes left, but it, yeah, at that point, it really felt like Penn State was not going to be able to score again. They were not. What? A, what? Just what a, what a damn football game. JT Barrett played out of his mind last year. Marcus Baugh has graduated, but pretty much every other person who catches passes for Ohio State is back, so Penn State's a deal with the Johnny Dixons and uh, Terry McLaurins of the world on Saturday, but man, what a throw and catch from J.T. Barrett, and what, what a football game that was. And the number one play of the top five plays of the last two Penn State-Ohio State games, you already know what it is. Uh, I'll let I'll let Chris Fowler tell you. This is a career-long attempt for Tyler Durbin, who's super reliable inside of 40. This is from 45, and it's blocked! Lions scoop it up! Brad Haley will score! Of course, it's the Marcus Allen block punt, great Grant Haley touchdown return. Best moment Penn State has had in... I don't know, my lifetime maybe, or at least like the last 15 years playing football, last 15, 20 years, at least that I I can remember. So what an incredible moment for Penn State there. And just a reminder that these have been two terrific football games. It kind of feels like they've started a new chapter in this series and this rivalry, if you want to call it that, because the first couple, it was close in 2012 when, when Ohio State came there and in 2014, but it still felt like Penn State wasn't on that level where Ohio State is, and it does feel like that now. And these two games have been terrific. So let's hope that we get another classic college football game on Saturday night, and hopefully we get a lot more great plays to talk about for years to come. All right, so that's this week's top five. That has been our Thursday edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. Thank you, as always, for listening. We'll be back on Friday for the final time this week to get you ready for Ohio State. We'll have some insight from some Ohio State experts about what to expect from the Buckeyes on Saturday night. If you have missed any shows from this week, we've been talking Ohio State pretty much all week. Also had a little bit of an Illinois recap on Monday. If you've missed those shows, you can find them all on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe to the show, download us, leave us ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. 
We'll be back on Friday for a little more Penn State, Ohio State talk. I'll chat with you then. Have a good one.